See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Let's see. It's been a week. See if I remember how to do this. Just remember, it's all about the anger, man. It's all about the anger. Okay. The hell with the management. I'll try, to, I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to... Okay. Hi! That's not angry enough, is it? No. Hi! <laughs> Watch it. That just blew everyone's ears out. Okay. Hi, you're listening to Slow Robot Go Go. Who are we? What are we? Why are we? I don't know those answers, and neither do you. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and blah, 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 and thing and stuff. If you really want to know anything, go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com or join our Facebook group, and then yay for all of that. You'll get all the inside tracks. Um, a couple of things, couple of, things of note. Uh, first things first, I'd like to welcome our newest follower, uh, Gabriel... Lucitero, 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 yeah, yeah, Lucitero. Uh, he has a he has a blog, so um, check that out. It's pretty funny, and he started following us, so thank you very much. We is welcome. he a comedian? Uh, no. Is it, 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 uh, is it a comedy blog or just a j- blog in general? Just a blog in general, okay. I think. For, well, from what I saw, you know. And I'd also like to spread the news that there is a new podcast out there um, from longtime listener and friend Nim. Uh, she's broken into the crazy world of podcasting, so please check it out at All the Goods Radio. And she also has a second one. It appears that uh, All the Rods Radio. Um, those are both on sound in SoundCloud, so search out those. And she also has a Facebook group called All the Goods. So after you go and join our Facebook group, go ahead and join Nims. Um, that, that you know, it's kind of neat. <clears throat> I was thinking about this a little bit, and uh, this is kind of sidebar stuff. And oh well, first of all, who are you? Who am I? Uh, my name is Mal. Who's with me? It has been. It's been a week, and I can't you remember like the whole shtick. Oh, the, the format's gone. Oh my god. The format. Yeah. I am Doctor. I am Iron Man <laughs> from parts unknown. Yeah, Doctor Morbius from Iron parts man. unknown. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on, Doctor Morbius from parts unknown? Uh, two dimension comic book podcast. Uh, we do comics. We do movies. We do everything. And. We do it all for you. We do it all for you. And Two Dimension, and Two Dimension, which I said already, and Destination Nightmare, my yeah. blog, where I do comics and podcasts and movie reviews and nice. reminiscence of days of yesteryears and all sorts of good things. Yeah, I got. I'm working on a new a new um, article for our, our blog, uh, okay. for the for the Slow Robot I Go Go. It's pretty pretty fun, pretty interesting topic. Um, I'll probably have to. I'll bounce it your way so you can read through it and check it out and all give right, your own notes because yeah, it's it's a very it's an interesting Is look. Is it movie into, related? Oh yeah, sci-fi movie related. Oh, okay. Um, so, it, one of the things that kind of because uh, Nim talked, uh, Nim was influenced in listening to the various podcasts I've done over the years, the uh, bunch of dorks and and um, and then this one, Slow Robot, and it kind of it's kind of cool the way like the influence of like blogs and podcasts branches out and friends go, that's really cool, I'm gonna do that, and then they start doing them, and then they start doing them like they start doing like. It's almost like the coaching trees in the NFL, like, do you know what I mean? Like, where people keep moving on and on, and then, like, you know, now you guys have one. That's kind of influenced, I think, you know, yeah, a little yeah, bit definitely. by the stuff that that we've done over the years. And it's yeah. kind of like... Um, it's we, are, we are an influence on our culture. It's Well, I mean, kind of, in a small way, yeah. In a small you know? way, yeah. And, and I'm sure I got the idea by listening to a blog and saying, I can do that, you know, or whatever. I don't remember way back when we started doing it, um what my influences were, but I was already doing the TV production, so I, was, I think it was just, like, natural to be... Well, I was like, well, this is even easier than television. I'll just turn on the microphone. My influences uh, are beer and cigarettes. Yes, and anger. And, and anger. And, 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 and I guess we'd be remiss without saying, uh, come and invade us if you're from another country, because apparently we have no government now. So you can just... <laughs> I mean, just kick the door in. Just, just land on a beach with a gun, and I think you pretty much can take us over, because we're that stupid. But do you really want us? <laughs> yeah, really. I, we're the bargain bin right now, so don't... And you know. We're, and we're crazy and You're probably and better wacky. off where you are. Yeah, you're better off staying in your little country. Because apparently this wonderful thing that we have over here, we can't even have it running. Um, it's so effing awesome. Uh, you know, part of me was like, oh, it would have been hilarious if like that 1201 when the government says we're shut down, 
if if China would have, like nuked us like like twelve oh one like at one second later they would just would have invaded us and be like ah oh, you stupid idiots I'd be like well that's what you get jerks you know but. Okay, this is not slow politics ago. Yeah, really. Let's Otherwise, let's end that. no one would listen because I know diddly about politics. So, what did you watch? Now, I, there was a one-week hiatus in which I was in Ohio. Um, not the one thing that was movie-related. I saw the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then I went through the house from um, a Christmas story. Oh, cool. That's up in Ohio. The guy has it restored, and uh, which is a very great... Uh, it's become almost like a iconic Christmas film that most people will watch at yeah. least once. Uh, there's a couple of channels that play and it. And TBS plays it like all day the 24, long. Yeah, the 24 hours of a Christmas story. So that was really cool. It was a fun trip, but I'm back now because I missed all of you out there so much. Okay, that's not true. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what did you watch over those weeks and weeks and weeks away? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. That's not true. Well, I didn't watch any movies. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, wow. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch any movies. Amazing, huh? Um. Wow, that's crazy. The last movies that I watched was a while ago, and I, when I was working on that article, which I was kind of like on the back burner now. Mm. Um. I was making tapes for some friends of mine because this guy a comic shop that I know. Uh, I had some VHSs that I wanted to get rid of because uh-huh. I. I I burned the movie, so I was making them some tapes, and I was watching some uh, old cartoons, actually. They were kind of fun. Johnny Quest, Space <laughs> nice. Ghost. I had some uh, DVD sets of those, and those were a lot of fun to watch. So that's that's the, the good, as far as I'm concerned, that was the good Saturday morning television Era, yeah. from like 67, 68, 66. It's all, yeah. it's all nice stuff. Besides that, I watched like a... On YouTube, I watched the concert by Guided by Voices. They had a concert from a couple of years ago, and I watched the whole right. thing the other day. But as far as movies goes, I, I didn't know nothing. So it's it's your show from now on, man. Wow, that's crazy. Do you, do you remember a Minute Mouse? Um, uh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like the knockoff of like Mighty Mouse. Mighty but, Mouse. Yeah. But then there was like what was the other one? Minute Mouse and something. Snip, not Snip. Oh God. That was the one I actually watched a lot. That Minute <laughs> Mouse where he drove that really like rounded yeah. off kind of car. And, oh, you're killing me! I know this cartoon. And I, oh. People are gonna go, why don't you know that? I go, well, because I'm like old and getting older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, there there was one called Batfink that was from around that era. There was like a Batman knockoff. (laughs) Nice. All right, let's see. I watched a ton of movies. I started my my movies with Cyber Ninja, um, eh. and then I watched Surf Nazis Must Die. Uh, Trauma. Yeah, Trauma, my God. Then I watched a movie called Cross, which was mm, not so good. Um, It was okay, but it was... Whatever, and then I watched that Lust in the Dust with the uh, Divine, Divine yeah, okay. which I had no. I was I went in completely blind, like I just saw this. On Did you come out blind after you were done watching <laughs> I, it? Well, because I stabbed my eyes out. Okay. No, yeah. but I I went to uh, it was on Netflix streaming, and I'm watching Lust in the Dust, and and I was like, what the hell am I watching here? And then I watched a little bit longer. And I was like, okay, I, I give, and I went to the all Almighty Source IMDb, and I'm like, huh. I didn't know that this person existed, you know. <laughs> and lo and behold, I found a divine record in uh, Ohio, but I didn't buy it. Yeah, you looked at it. I looked at it. I was like, uh, I was like, no way, that's true. This could be like, this could be like something really great or something really horrid. And I just said, I'm gonna be happier with a dollar, and I put it back. Yeah, um, good for you. And then I watched a movie called Repeater. Um, I remember liking it a lot, but I can't remember much. I can't give any details, so youch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know, right? And I watched Dragon Eyes, and then I watched... Um, oh, my God, I can't read. Oh, Star Trek Into Darkness, which is the second of the newest um, Star, Star Trek. Trek movies. Yeah. Uh, I almost said Star Trek, but <laughs> Star Trek. No, I actually... I like, I like Star Trek. I like though. the re. I actually I don't like, care for the reboots, though. You don't? Uh, I like them. I, I think it's a... It's a pretty good retelling. the The characters they chose are really good. Uh, they they remind me of the people that they're supposed to be uh, very well, which sometimes they miss on that. Um, then I watched uh, the two more uh, in my Van Damathon, which I will talk about in a minute. Uh, the Expendables two, which was just hilarious. That the Expendables. Now this is becoming another one that's going to be the yearly thing. Fast and the Furious is going to be every year. Red's going to be every year. Expendables, Expendables is going to be one every year. Um, they just start cranking them out. But I always 
laugh and have a lot of fun with the Expendables. They're very, it's a very stupid, like, you just see all these guys you grew up, well, I grew up watching, and, and it's hilarious. Like, the plot is so thinly veiled, it's just whatever, you know. I have a feeling they're going to become more and more absurd as time goes on, which is, I don't know if that's good or bad, you know. If they get any older, they can call it the Dependables. <laughs> they, they probably will. Dependables 5. Okay, and then um, then finally, the Universal Soldiers Day of Reckoning, which um, Van Damme is all over those Universal Soldiers, which is good. So How old is Van Damme? Um, I want to say late 40s. Like, I don't know. I looked I it up. I thought he was older than that. No, no. Uh-uh. Wow. I looked at, well, he might be early 50s. I, I looked it up once, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say he was born in 65. Wow. Um, okay. But I could be wrong. I, I, I have to double check that. But th- the big news is that puts um, the B- DVD I have sitting out there right now called Six Bullets. Um, and that is the end of all that is available for the Van Damathon, which means uh, there's three or four more that are, and they, of course, he's still making movies, so that list will continue. But at this point, um, as soon as I watch Six Bullets, I will have completed the chrono- watching in chronological order every Van Damme movie ever made. Insert applause. Yeah, that's crazy, right? And then, um, but I've already printed out the next one, which will be my Arnoldathon. Mm-hmm. And the Arnoldathon. Um, see now in the Van Dammathon, I I um, counted the number of splits that Van Damme did, which is much less than most people think. And then. Um, I think for this one, I'm for Arnold. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do every time he says, "I'll be back." Just makes sense, you know. Uh, so I'll have the "I'll be back" meter uh, counting. Upon completion, I'm going to probably do a uh, like a standalone slow robot where I talk about the entire chronological order, talk about every Van Damme movie, you know, good, bad, reflect upon it, and then uh, that'll be it. So you should do a John Carradine song because there's like 250 movies there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. I I could do a David Carradine thon yeah. but we all know how that would end. That didn't that didn't end well. Hanging in a freaking closet in Thailand. Okay, do, <laughs> do you have anything else? <laughs> that was a disturbed look you just gave me. You're like, how could you have gone there, bro? Yeah, <laughs> no, we were talking about that the other day. About there's other people's. People, not peoples, yeah. <laughs> but people. People be all up on it and shit. Michael yeah. Hutchins from Nexus did the same stupid really rope trick. <laughs> uh, a, a famous cartoonist. Nothing about my sleeve. No more life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another fa- a famous cartoonist from the seventies who created the character Cheech Wizard uh, died from that wow. stupid act of whatever. Auto erotic asphyxiation. I know so little about it. I can't even say it. I well, know. Try it at home, kids. I know that like, who was a guy who I used to always ad- not admire. That's dumb. I thought highly of him only because of the Kill Bill. My love for that movie, Kill Bill, the both of them. Um, I enjoyed Carradine's performance in that. I thought he really he was that role. He was that guy. And um, and now you think of that. You know, what I mean, like you don't think of Kill Bill or or the uh, Kung Fu, which he did that no. series. Now you just think of... How about Death Race 2000? Oh, my God. I love Death Race 2000. That's probably why I loved Kill Bill. Part of the reason yeah. why. Um, I had way too much admiration for that movie. And still do. I still love it as much as I did before. I just rewatched it a while ago, a couple weeks ago, and just loved it as much as I did the first time. Um, but, yeah. That's sad. No. So, if you ever have a, t- a bucket list, don't put that on it. Yeah. To do. Lest you only be remembered... By that final act of whatever it is. Okay. Only, only if you're famous. On that super downer note, we're gonna drop in a uh, a, what what are we see? We're gonna be dropping in some some stuff. We're gonna be dropping. We still have. We got droppings for you. We still have volume four of that thing of our sex ed, but I don't think I should do that this week. Should I? I thought we were done with that. We still have Mm. volume four. Maybe we are done with it. We'll have to go back. We, uh, that, what, that week, man. Duncan, that one week. Don't go to Ohio. Duncan, you went back to Ohio and your city was gone. <laughs> don't consult King. Don't consult King Don. Even like, I think you're done with that. <laughs> I'll see him later. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right, we're just gonna go with some regular trailers, and we'll be right back after these breaks. Massages. The, yes, that thing. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. The McMasters. In 1865, 
there was nothing more dangerous than a black man living free with a red woman on white man's land. The McMasters, a defiant motion picture that tells it like it is, full of the action and the passion of a man facing overwhelming bitterness and cruelty in his hunger for peace, for freedom, for his own woman and his own land. Burl Ives as Neil McMasters, a peace-loving white rancher who is brutally taught that compassion and understanding are unacceptable. Brock Peters as Benji, the former slave, who shares McMaster's land and his name. Nancy Kwan as the Indian squaw who comes to Benji as a gift and becomes his woman. Jack Palons as the rabble-rousing lynch leader in a town that can make a hero of the man who hates the most. See the McMasters, a Chevron Pictures color release, rated GP. As long as it's wrong. It's wrong and we're back. And okay. We're back. If it's oh. wrong, we're right. <laughs> it's our motto. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, what are we... This this week we have a top ten list. Top ten. Top ten list of the ages. Top ten mm. cover songs. Cover, cover songs. of songs. Slow music a go-go. Meaning... Dot what the heck Meaning dot one artist covering another song... And changing it completely and kind of taking it over in a way. Forward slash, huh? Yeah. Okay. That. So, you know, and I had a lot of trouble with this. I had more trouble with this than I thought I would, only because I, there's a lot out there that I don't even know are covers. Like, because oh. I, like, I listened to them in my time, whenever that was, you know, and then you're like, oh, that was a great song. And then, yeah, you, you know what? King Dan didn't know that uh, All Along the Watchtower was a cover of Bob Dylan. I heard that. I mean, I'm with an earshot, so I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, King Dan didn't know that. Is that King Dan and King Don? Yeah, whatever. Well, okay, cool. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> okay, I didn't know what to call him, you know, so he's King Dan now. <laughs> you do your list because I, I, you're going to say a lot that I'm going to go, oh, you're right, that's way better or than my who's list. who's that? Yeah, oh, yeah, either one is, is fine. So. All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go here. Let's see. Okay, well, since I did it originally, all along the Watchtower, originally a Dylan song. Yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix hijacked it, took it over, <laughs> made it his own. He made it his, man. Yeah, yep, yep. Okay, um, here's one that I didn't even know was a cover until, like, you know, years later. Uh, Harry Nelson did a song called Without You that's been covered years, you know, after. I think even Mariah Carey covered it. But originally it was a Badfinger song oh, on uh, mm. the uh, Straight Up album. But Harry Nilsson turned it into this, like, epic pop song that became a number one hit. It became the song of the year, I think. So that's definitely a, a, a way. Uh, this He definitely hijacked that song, took it over, and you will never know it. A, any other version of it. The yeah. Badfinger version, unless you're a Badfinger fan, you won't even, even know it was their song. He just completely yeah. took that over, and he, he did a great job on it. Uh, Joe Cocker, lots of covers. <laughs> uh, one of the main ones is it was the, actually the uh, theme for a popular TV show with a little help from my friends, which was the theme from the f- from the uh, uh, oh god what, I forgot what the show was, but it's uh, the Wonder Years. Oh wow, really? It, yeah, oh. it was the theme for the Wonder Years, but his version of it is like a more bluesy, rocky thing. But you still remember the Beatles, yeah. Ringo singing it from Sgt. Pepper's, but he definitely. Uh, he definitely made that song his own. And the funny thing about it was The Wonder Years is on Netflix. And I guess whoever decided to put the show on Netflix was too cheap to buy the rights back to that song. So now there's a cover of Joe Cocker doing oh, with a little help from my friends God. on the episode of The Wonder Years on Netflix. So, uh, wow. Cheap. You know, you know I um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I saw the... What is it called? Mel- Melotone? Melotron? The Melotron, yeah. The Melotron. The they had the Beatles Melotron there. Yeah, I love the Melotron. And I was Melotron. like, oh my God, I wish I could get is all that. Is it that one that's all psychedelically painted or whatever? No, no, it's just beat to shit. Because it it's been like uh, uh, yeah, cause there's drug w- around on tour. Because there's one that's on the uh, cover. Strawberry Fields yeah. uh, video. Well, that's the one that they use. Well, that's the one that the one that was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is one that they used on that song, okay. but not the one from the video. I, I guess... I watched a video. I watched a documentary about those, and I guess um, yeah, they, they, they were sa- they would sample sounds, and yeah. then it would be like tapes <clears throat> inside the. Uh, it was a tape keyboard. machine, but they were a beast to keep going. Oh, like yeah. most bands that used them had like three or four of them just to get it one working, and I guess the yeah. heat the heat would aff- affect it. So they would put them out on stage, and like they'd get it ready, and then it would get hotter or colder, and it wouldn't work right anymore. Yeah. And that's nobody notices at a live show, but 
the, the people that are playing it are like, oh my god, this is broken. <laughs> like, you know, it's just a mess. The, 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 the so prog bands, you know. The, the prog bands of the 70s, King Crimson, Genesis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yes, they all took them on the King road. King Crimson was the one that they were talking to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fripp would take it out on the road, and like that was a main <clears throat> component of the sound of. Yeah, uh, and it wouldn't work. In the right. court of the Crimson King. They would have three and four of them, and they wouldn't work. Like, they were, they were broken. They were junk, you know. But. but but awesome. one, of, but one of our our, our former uh, fellow employees saw an early Crimson ap, uh, appearance in Miami, and he said that that Mellotron made the the sound of that band amazingly. Like it was mm-hmm. only four guys, but on live it sounds was like a like, hundred million. People, yeah, and you know, this was yeah. in '69 though, so it was before like all that stuff happened. I think Skrillex yeah. uses one now. Who he, does? He doesn't. No. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Crossroads. Did you know that was a cover by Cream? That's a Robert oh. Johnson song. Completely different version that Cream did. Wow. Had a big hit with it. Uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine by CCR. That was originally a uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips song. Wow, because I have the Gladys Knight and the Pips version, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Both I never, really good. I never even made that connection. I was just like, looking at the record, I'm like, huh. Yeah. Uh, whatever. CCR you know? turned it into like an eight-minute epic on uh, Cosmos Factory. but uh, They were just grooving, man. Uh, you yeah, know, don't bring us yeah. down. Hey, and we're g- we're gonna go punk now. Nice. Husker Du doing their cover of "The Birds Eight Miles High," an amazing mm-hmm. and amazing cover of that song. Maybe my favorite, Johnny Cash's uh, cover of oh, uh, yeah. uh, the uh, Nine Inch Nails Hurt." A great cover and a, an incredible you, video. Well, you watch that video because Johnny Cash is he knows he's cashing in his chips. Not no pun intended. Very soon, dude. He yeah. means what he's saying about yeah. like the end of his life. This is what has he spent? What has he done? It's like oh my god! Just thinking about it, now, my hair is raising up on my arms. Well, like, yeah, me like, too. And thinking about all the drugs that he did and all the problems that he had when he was a young guy, and but you know, with singing "I'm Hurt Myself," you know, amazing. Wow, stuff. it was really powerful. Yeah, you know? it, yeah. It's talk about taking over a song. Here's one that a lot of people may not even know was a cover. All the Nine Inch Nails fans just go, I'm writing a nasty email. Yeah, yeah go, go right ahead. <laughs> even Trent Reznor says it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, he did a even way Trent better Trent Reznor says that that's his song now. <gasps> the, uh, Black Magic Woman by Santana is a cover. Wow. Of a Fleetwood Mac song from uh, 1969, which is a great song originally by Fleetwood Mac, but... He took that song over and forget about it, you know? <laughs> Wow. Uh, another punk one, I Fought the Law by The Clash. You know, you all remember the Bobby Fuller Five, but, <clears throat> but that Clash version is, like, freaking amazing. No, I don't have it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Satisfaction by Devo. They, they just, oh. like... <laughs> I like the Devo version better, and people get so angry when you say that. Like, if you have a Stones fan, you're like, dude, Devo did that way better. They might hit you. I love the Devo oh, version. I love the Devo version. But if you really want to see somebody really tear that song into, like, into pieces, <laughs> the residents do a version of Satisfaction, which is, like, ear painful to the ear, as they Those say. Those are my favorite. Dead. There's one on my list that if people listen to it and they're a fan of the original, they would be like, I hate you so much, Mal. <laughs> like, it's just the most evil, wrong cop version of it, you know. Devo also did a version of Secret Agent Man that they screw up pretty Dude, good, I too. have all the Devo stuff. I, like, I love, love Devo. Devo. I saw Devo twice in the 80s. <laughs> oh, my God. They were great live. They weren't a novelty band. Some people might think they were a great band. No. I th- and they did some great I stuff. didn't appreciate them when I was younger. Like, cause I was I was in like like my stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they were always around because my sister listened to them. So as I got a little bit older, I started listening to them again. I was like, oh man, I love most of their stuff. You know? <laughs> That's great, it, man. It, it's so great, especially yeah. the early stuff when they're really like snotty and nasty, yeah. you know, and they're like poking fun at rock music. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, dude, try and try and buy one of those helmets. You can forget it. I've I've got one of their I've got their first. Thing that's like a, a 12 inch single of Jocko Homo yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. That's no, like, I'm, I'm talking about those. Um, oh, you're talking about the, the helmet that looks like a, the it looks like a Museum flower. of they, Modern They call them flower pots, but yeah. it was like supposedly it's like an official thing that some guy made to make you smarter or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. They're on eBay because of Devo. You can forget it. They're like hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a flower pot. You know, you're like, come on. Man. I, I saw them on that tour and I saw them on the tour where they were wearing like the Kennedy. <laughs> Hats on their heads. They look like Kennedy. A new, fr- new. Uh, oh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> let's see what else. Oh, here's one that I didn't even that I had forgot that was a cover by uh, <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. The song "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You" from the first album. That's actually like a folk cover. Really? 
from a wow. woman. Originally, they they covered it from Joan Baez, believe it or not. <laughs> Zeppelin through Baez, but apparently it was in the Joan Baez covered it. She didn't give like a, a the the writer. They just said traditional arrangement, and it turns out years later that a woman called Anne Breeden, Brendan, I think, or Breeden. Saw her, heard her son listening to the song, the Led like, Zeppelin hey, version. Yes, like, exactly. <laughs> and she goes, "Where? What? What is that?" He goes, "It's Zeppelin." She goes, "Wait a minute, I wrote that song." Apparently, they settled, and now she gets credit for the song. But in, in Zeppelin's defense, they didn't know who wrote it either. Joe right. Baez didn't know yeah. who wrote it. They didn't know who wrote it either. So that's like uh, that's awesome. That's that's a classic cover, and uh, I've got a few more, but you know, enough oh, of that. All right. Your turn. Well, I'll start off with the one that um, the one that started this list, I think, in your head, and because this was a Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown exclusive idea. E- every week we labor over what are we gonna do? What's the gonna top ten gonna be? Yeah. Should we do this or that? And he said, let's do top ten remakes. And I believe the reason was I was going on and on about how much I just discovered this musical instrument called a hurdy gurdy. I saw a video oh, of it, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, I have to own one of those. They're incredibly expensive, but one will be mine eventually. And um. And and then he's like, oh yeah, and I said, yeah, th- I know. Uh, there's a so- I only knew a song called the Hurdy Gurdy Man, which was a punk song, from uh, from the Butthole <laughs> Surfers. And he and Doctor Warriors from Parts Unknown said, no, that's a song from Donovan. And I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't argue with yeah, you, but no, yeah, yeah. I was like, really? First of all, I was so dumb. I didn't know that was a musical instrument. I just thought that was a funky. I, d- I just thought that the Butthole Surfers made up words because they rhymed, and that was good enough. No, like, no. which would be. Their style. Yeah. So anyway, the Hurdy Gurdy Man. I know it from the Butthole Surfers. It was originally done by Donovan. Donovan. Okay. Now. Uh, Flower Power. Yes. Man. Where have all the good times gone? I know it from Van Halen. It was originally by the, the Kinks. Kinks. Great song. Um, I like both versions. Um, yeah, I, I like the Kinks better. I did not like. Van Halen when I was younger only because I didn't like the people that liked Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, I see what you but mean. But as I got older, now I have a lot of their vinyl albums. I love the songs. Do you, do you really like David Lee Roth? Yes. He was the <sighs> cockiest, smarmiest... I, I, I still can't take him. I mean, I could accept him as a lounge, as a Vegas lounge singer. But, but that's but what he was pitching. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that was his persona. Like, I'm sure he's not a great guy to hang around with. He might be. I don't and know. And if I would go to see a concert and saw some dude like doing his karate kicks and like a uh, sword twirling for 25 minutes I'd be like can we wrap this up I got places to go yeah. but um I do enjoy his songs his sound um you know whatever next one this one will be the most controversial on my list I think <laughs> and here we go turn the page uh originally done by Bob Seger which I love Metallica and then it was redone by Metallica and I love that even more and I that's a song I don't know why I like it but I love it I loved the original one it was very meaningful to me I don't know why maybe it was a time in my life when I heard yeah, it I don't who knows maybe you were reading a book and you had to turn I the page I turned the page and I was like oh they're right I should turn the page <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get to the next part and I'm like yeah. what happens to this yeah, guy there you go and, it was like, and, it was and like, Bob Seger said turn the page and he went oh Bob thank you so dude, much dude you're my idol Bob Seger Bob Metallica Seeger. okay and on my list I love rock and roll I know it from Joan Jett but it was originally done by the Arrows right um Love me some Joan Jett. Okay, next one, Cocaine. Originally done by J.J. <laughs> Kale, yeah. redone by Eric Clapton. But I think I like that song the most because there was a comedian, a stand-up comedian, I don't even know who did it. I think I know who you're talking Came about. Came out and he said, lost my car, lost my job, lost okay. my house, <laughs> cocaine. It's just, And that made me laugh so hard. I so you like the comedian's version. I like the comedian's version, but I don't know who it is, so I can't give him any All credit. Right. All right, next one. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes. Respect oh, from... Uh, yes, it was really done by <laughs> Otis Redding. Redone by the one and the only uh, Aretha Franklin, which she made that song hers. She did. Oh, my God. And, you know, you say those letters like that, and everyone goes, oh, oh you just think of Aretha coming out and sassing the whole crowd. Yeah. And okay. lots of food. Yes. Good for her. All right, uh, me and Bobby McGee. I know it from Janis Joplin. Oh, yeah, originally, yeah, originally done by Chris Christopherson, which I did not know that. Uh, on to a very funny one. Girls just want to have fun. I only knew this from Cindy Lauper, but apparently it was originally done by Robert Hazard. I don't know. I don't know who that is, but uh, 
Robert must have been a, a fun girl then. Yes, uh, I guess. Um, this is the one that will hurt people's ears and they'll break their souls. Louie Louie. I know it from Lulu's Marble, originally done by Richard <laughs> Berry. But originally the it was Kingsman. done by Richard Berry, but it was better known by the Kingsman. Like, so Richard <laughs> Berry did it. Right. Most people know it from the Kingsman. I like it from uh, a, a very garagey screamcore band from Japan, uh, three girl, a three-piece girl ba- uh, punk band called Lulu's Marble. And boy, there is a ton of, of uh, like, that primal scream that kind of... Kind of sends a shiver oh, you down your like spine. This? No. Yeah, and it's crazy. And finally, last but not least, of course, we all know where this is heading. Three cool chicks. I know it from the five, six, seven, eights. It was originally done by the Coasters as, uh, not three cool chicks, but um, three cool cats. Yeah, three cool cats. They did they re- five, six, seven, eights redid it as three cool chicks. It was originally done by the Coasters, but everyone, and I mean everyone, knows it from the Beatles. I didn't know it from the Beatles. <laughs> everyone! Oh, that song! Everyone besides me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said everyone, damn it! Okay. Okay, we're going to take our, fi- our, our, our final uh, trailer break, and when we come back, we're going to be going... We're going to get a bit brainy, as it were. That was no good. Wait up. Take two. What can we say? Um, um, we're going to get... Um, we're going to use our brains on this one. Yeah. No. Um, uh, hmm... Okay, we'll just play it. We'll, we'll, it's, the movie's called The... Well, never mind. of terror on Dr. Morbius's face from Parts Unknown. When I played that, my version of, my favorite version of Louie Louie was priceless. Oh yeah. It was like a truck. When you step out into the street and a truck's coming right for you and you look at the grill and you go, I'm dead now. You that mean was, that deer in the headlights thing? That's the one. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, you, do you like the original version a little bit better or? Uh, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I have very eclectic music taste and uh, some would call it bad. Music taste, but what are you gonna do? I don't know who they are. Yes, so for all of you, those of you wondering, that was uh, Lulu's Marble, which I had alluded to earlier in the show, saying they are uh, one of my favorite bands um, from Japan. Is that airplane glue over there? <laughs> yes. Okay, I just Tester's it. brand. Tester's, mm, yummy. It'll make you like the music I like if you sniff, sniff enough of it. <laughs> Disclaimer: Don't sniff glue. Okay. <laughs> the uh, so what are we doing today? Why the hell are we here? 
Why are we here? That's a quite an existential question. Why are we here? Yet what is the meaning the most, of life? Uh, inane ways. Yeah, uh, I think therefore I am. I don't know. We're wow. here to talk about this greatness. What's the from name the 50s, of this? The brain. Yes. From planet Eros. Eros. Wow. From 1957. A this great is year. A, this is a John Agar. A great year. A John Agar joint, as it yes. were. Yes. P- brain. The the brain from planet Eros. Eros. Ah. Not arrows, but arrows. A R O U S. Yes. That planet you all know over there, now where this, there's brains. This is a. Um, this is what you think of with 50s sci-fi, American yeah. 50s sci-fi. Like, you know, it, it, I, the guy, the, the the star of it is a is a scientist. You know, a pipe chewing scientist. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, he has his wow, be- he chews pipes? Yes. He has his best gal by his side. And, and their dog. <clears throat> they have access to... Their dog, George. Yes, their dog. They have access... Which was a very pretty dog. I don't even like dogs that much. My, my, my cousin's had... Dog. It's an albino uh, German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. They had one, but he was mean. He bit like 20 people. <laughs> they had to put him down, I I was going to say, you know what that gets you nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah syringe right. in the neck. But um, the... This one, like, and 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 he has clearance to anything he wants. You know, scientists yeah. apparently in the fifties, the scientists could just call up the president and be like, "I demand to live in the Lincoln Room for a week," and they'd be like, "Yes, sir, come on in, scientist guy." And it was better. Yes, it was. Um, but now we're shut down, so we don't even have a government. Exactly. Anyway, do we uh, even have scientists anymore? No, no, they took them into a field and shot them uh, as they opposed uh, the regime. Okay. okay, so back to reality, and. Like basic, what's the basic plot of this? There, I don't know. Well, I hope you know. <laughs> they, uh, it's like about a brain that yeah, well, like, comes to Earth and yeah. wants to take over the universe. This was part the remake. Beavis. They, they did the, uh, they did this on Futurama, where the I never saw that big brains uh, came to invaded Earth, and I didn't know the reference of this. I didn't know what that was referencing. I knew it was from something. You know, you can kind of tell. A lot of uh, Futurama stuff is written based on yes. re- re- like sci-fi. They love sci-fi. You well, know? it's like it's like the Simpsons. They're like always refer pop culture uh-huh. references. I had ad nauseum in my uh, yeah. <laughs> in my well, and Futurama but. is they they said right in the beginning they're like we're big fans of sci-fi. We yeah. love that older stuff and great. So that's what they they borrowed from this <clears throat> great movie. You know, so John Agar and his faithful sidekick Lackey. Uh, Go into the desert because there's some. Oh, by the way, his faithful sidekick, uh, um, the actor's name is. Uh, oh, he was the, he was the guy from Emergency. He was oh the main God, guy really? in Emergency. Yeah, oh. uh, Fuller. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he was he was he was the he was the main doctor at Emergency. I yeah, when he was not, a young guy. Oh my God, I did not know. I didn't get that. Oh uh, yeah, that. that was that was him. And and um, my my old age, even though I looked it up. I forgot his presentation, but yeah, it's it's Something fuller, fun, yeah. Uh, wow. So yes, they they find a rock that has these wild fluctuations of radio yep. radioactivity, yeah. which yeah. It, like Robert Fuller. Thank Robert you very Fuller. much. Yes, there you go. I knew it would come around eventually, you know. And so it's clicking and beeping, and then it stops, which apparently you can just hold radioactive stuff in your hand and whatever. It doesn't I try matter. it all the time. Yeah. And you have the hair dryer that says, yes, a lot of it. No, none of look it. At, that did look like a hair dryer, didn't oh, it? Oh, dude, solidly. It was, just a, <laughs> it was just a hair dryer painted gold awesome. or silver or whatever they painted it. <laughs> we need to get that for our props. <laughs> Hell, I can make one now. I have some silver paint. I'll there just... You go. I'll just, just Ray paint. Oh, like, yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, let's not give away any of our trade secrets. <laughs> yes, our trade secrets. They'd be like, why is that a is that a hair dryer he's holding? Who cares? No. Um, and so th- they they say, well, this comes from here, and then they venture out with a jeep and water and canteen and stuff, and they're like, oh, here's where it originated. And then and Agar's like, that cave wasn't there yesterday. Like they like numerous people made mention to that this cave wasn't there. Like oh, two weeks ago or yesterday. Yeah, because because they are cave experts. They know exactly where every cave is. Wouldn't you just think you were lost? Wouldn't you be like, yeah. oh, I must have taken the wrong road in this desert because uh, caves don't just appear. So they. And, and by the way, that cave is a famous cave in uh, Los Angeles called Bronson Canyon, where nice. they filmed Charles Bronson Canyon. No. Oh, that's bad. Canyon, which is which is still yeah he was. You just get slugged in the head with quarters and a sock if you uh, went into that cave. Yeah, he was great. Anyway, <laughs> they filmed Robot Monster, all sorts of. Um, that is the same one. It's from the Robot same cave. Monster. 
It's the same case. They filmed like 80, 80, 80 50 sci-fi movies there. My friend, when he went to L.A., actually went there. So if you ever go to L.A., make sure you go to Bronson Canyon. Oh, that's Canyon. so awesome. You can be exactly in the cave where they filmed The Brain from Planet Era. Recall! Or you can exactly. be wherever Robot Monster, yeah, which is what yeah. that famous line Roman, or whatever his name was. It's the Bubbles. <laughs> to live like a human. To yeah. love like a human. To yeah. eat like a human. <laughs> to uh, get to the... To get point. to the rest of the story. To get to the point. So, yes. So, they go spelunking, as scientists and their lackeys often do. Wow, what does that mean? It means they walk into a cave. Oh, And they look at thing and they go, yes, this is a cave, all right. I've seen them before. And then they mark it down in some kind of a journal or online blog now. And yeah, then, on their, comp- their composition book. And they say, cave spelunked, courtesy of Mao and Dr. Morbius. That's yeah. what we would say. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway... um. They venture through, and then they're like, hey, there's lights coming from over there, even though we're the only people in here, apparently. And then they, they go down this side, this little side path, and bang. That's bang. where Boom. you that's where you, that's where you first see this... Mr. Brain. Mr. Brain. Gorth, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a big, floating, transparent brain with, with, eyeballs, with eyes. Angry eyes. It's, yeah, there, they, was a, there was a they, song they were, called Angry were, Eyes. I think were, it was by the Eagles. They were frowny eyes. They were like little frowny, frumpy eyes on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no, like, it, it, it was lying eyes by the Eagles. Not yeah. Angry eyes, but it could have been. <laughs> the brain is furrowing its little eye brow and just. Well, angry. actually, we should go back at the very beginning of the movie. They show like a spaceship or something entering the Earth. So obviously, this thing came here on some kind of a okay vehicle oh. or 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 maybe that was him just flying from. I think another, it was him just flying from another galaxy. Yeah, here. I think it was him just flying because they, they didn't have any. But obviously, they are from the brain. He is from the brain. It is from the brain. Eros. Yes, the brain. The planet Eros, not the brain. Eros. The planet Eros. Eros. So and uh, he proceeds to kill the lackey and then absorb into John Agar. Yes. And now he's control of him and. I needed this human body to blah 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 something and go and take over the world. Yeah, he's a he's. It, it turns out that uh, well, well, let's not get that part that far. He wants to, he just wants to control the world. He's like from another planet and he's an escaped uh, a criminal and he basically wants to come to Earth to yeah. uh, do some to get to control all the Earthlings to. He has he's going to teach him how to make this uh, these super super bomb. duper. Uh, uh, vehicles and things, and he's gonna. And he wants to go back to his planet and take it over. The end. Oh, that's right. He doesn't want to blow up. He he shows his force by blowing up a planes, which yeah. he does twice, and you can see the yeah, model yeah, hanging yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. Dude, the, the, the plane blows up, and you still see part of it, like, swinging uh, yeah, back and forth. That I'm was like, that was plan nine to the max. You know, the uh, yeah. director and the, the cinematographer, the producer of this movie, are the guys responsible for Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Nice. So, yeah. So then you know what you're getting into. They, um... Well, so then he leaves, Agar leaves the dead guy and goes, well, I'm gonna go back. And then, um... <clears throat> Then he gets very rapey with his girlfriend. Yeah, he goes and sees uh, a his couple girlfriend. times. Like she's a very, she's very pretty. Um, yeah, Joyce Meadows. Yeah, but yeah. you know what's funny though? When when they go out and he makes out with her, I, at first it was like she was getting uncomfortable with him making out with her. You figure if they were like, you know, well, no, girlfriend and boyfriend, she would have been used to like the, you know, the heavy petting. Yeah, but, but she didn't like the shirt being ripped no, off. No, but then but she said, "You you never kissed like that before, so something's weird." Too much brain action on, on the dude was hornier than usual. Yeah. Nah, must not have been. Okay. So, so then, uh, yeah, then then he like rips her shirt and then she's like, you should probably go now. And then and he, I think it, even the dog starts getting. Yeah, the dog uh, bites at it. Bites yeah, at him. George, the George, dog. George is all like, dude, you're not that dude. Yeah, exactly. Go get out of yeah. here, thing guy. So, so John's acting weird. Yeah, he's acting really weird. He's. And doing, it turns out it's because the brain that's in him kind of like thinks it's a new sensation that. It, <laughs> yeah. That it likes and it wants to go further. <laughs> so than, as then al- you should in the fifties. As always in the fifties sci-fi, they just came here for the ladies. Yeah. And they're, they're uh, Earth women apparently are very Popular valuable all over the universe in the universal black market. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a woman well, on Earth, Miss Universe, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, it means that like there's aliens like judging them, and then whoever wins is going to be like the queen of the universe. It means controversy, really. Yeah, with nude pictures and weirdness. But anyway, uh, in the Philippines. But any, uh, but oh, where was I going with this? Oh, anyway, yeah. So so, sorry. So if you're if you're a woman on Earth, just be wary. 
and know that you have a high value on the universal black market for brains and and, and, and beings and, that and with big eyes and stuff. And you know. breeding breeding stock. Yeah, basically, they're going to take you. Mars wants you. The moon wants you. And the cat women wants you. Yes. Every everyone. So just be. Be and, on your guard. Like in, in another movie that we might do one day, Frankenstein meets a space monster. Yeah. They want they come to Earth for breeding stock because their planet is no. Dying. Never before has danger, stranger, meant more. Yes. To so few. Okay. Exactly. So anyway, so then she she boot she kicks him to the curb and says, you know, why don't you go take a cold shower and then come back when you're not so raped. This is pre mace, I think. Yes. Right? Before this pepper spray. Yeah, and back. All that. I think back then they just hit you with a stick. Oh, okay. You know. And, or jabbed your eye. They hit you with a rhythm stick. They hit then, you. Uh, they just hit you with a white German Shepherd back then, yeah. which they carried in their survival kits. Yeah. You just pulled out a big dog and threw it at your face. So then he he goes, okay, well I'm gonna go, you know, muse with my pipe. And then so he goes and he sits in his in his science lab deducing. And then uh then then the the father of the daughter comes over and he's yeah, like, what's right. wrong? And he's like, well, you know, John Agar was a bit more rapey than he usually is. And he's like, oh, he's just. Uh, under a lot of tension or something like that. Yeah, like, Dad didn't seem to be like too worried care. about it. He didn't care. He was like, "Hey, this guy almost raped me." It was like, "Ah, don't worry about it." Yeah, he it. wasn't even like polishing up his brass knuckles or shining Nothing. his like rifle. He's just like, yeah, "What a wuss!" Yeah. You know, he was like, "Oh, it's get just- on point, pops. Come on now." <laughs> yeah, defend your daughter. Yeah, maybe back in the fifties they didn't do that. They were just like, "Go, go make a roast or, or get me a beer." Yeah, or something give me like a that. beer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> bring bring me my slippers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Go tune that radio to my favorite cereal and get me a get me yeah. a, a pipe in my slippers. Yeah, or something. I don't know. It was just kind of strange, but yeah, yeah, okay. So then, what? what I mean, what happens next? With, like now, he starts taking over. Now he starts saying, "I need to talk to." Yeah, he wants to talk to all these like. Uh, the, well, he, the, well, he's oh. ha- the atomic conference that's yeah. coming up first. No, but first, before that, even he goes, he goes to like our. Oh no, no, that's the right. He goes to like our group where. We have a group of generals that are testing the newest A bomb, because that's a thing. And then he was like, "Oh, I want to see that." And they're like, "Sure, no problem. You're a scientist, right? Yeah, just you're bring loud. your white coat and your pipe, and you can come right in." Yeah, yeah. And so he does. And then he's like, "Oh, watch this." And then he like his eyes turn this metallic, which this is a really good effect it was actually. A good effect, yeah. um, <clears throat> so John Agar's eyes turn metallic, and then, um, then like they they show that dumb footage that we've seen a hundred million times of the house blowing down yeah, and. Yeah. Like the like he can create these these disasters with his mind. You know? Right. So he's like, oh, I want everyone in the world. No, he says, I want representatives from the following countries. Yeah, yeah. And I rewound that twice because I was like, huh, how how things have changed, you know? Like the I want Great Britain and I want um yeah it was um, it was Russia, China, and India, which uh, right that's okay, that's the same. And then, England and France, England, and, uh, France. Like you're like, oh, I demand France is there. Okay. And but 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 before all this happened, remember the the girl and her father went to the cave because they were looking for Robert oh, Fuller. Oh, that's right. Because I'm sorry, I did skip over that. Yeah, yeah. It was because he said that Robert Fuller got pissed off and went to Vegas. Yeah, he had to blow some scene in Vegas. Yeah, but that's it turns out right. that when they when they when they figured out that that something was wrong with them, they decided to go to the cave, and then they came across the good brain Vol. Yeah. The nice brain that That's told them right. they told them that story that I've talked before about this. He was a brain, you know, uh, Garth or whatever his name was was a was a uh, it was super criminal. It was Superman too. He was yeah. like he was um he was an evil brain. From he was outer Zod. Space. He was Zod. So yeah, right. so the evil brain was Zod, and then the good brain came down. And he's like, look, I'm gonna you know I'll help you take care of this mess. Yeah, it, it uh. basically tell him, well, you know, you got to basically get him get the brain when he's out of John Agar's body. And then you got to club them over the head in the uh, in this part of the brain called the fissure of whatever I don't no, know. No, it was like Ro- it was like R- Roland's 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 fissure, fissure yeah. or something like that. Basically, you got to well, whack the brain the brain and part With of the head. Yeah, you got to. He's feeling when the brain's really weak in order to kill it because <laughs> the brain can only stay inside the body of the host too long before it needs to go out and get oxygen. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. That's scientific. Sure, whatever. You whatever, know. it's the 50s. It's it is. Okay. It is the 50s. And at this point, cracked me up because John Agar and his lackey had, like, this Jeep and, like, all this expensive stuff. And, like, the wife or the girlfriend and the father, they just drove their wagon out there, like, the, yeah, their yeah, station yeah. wagon, the grocery getter. Yeah. They just drove that on the same desert, like, pulled up to the same rock, and they're like, they must have been here. There's their canteen. Yeah, it was, and like, then she, it was like, what a coincidence. They found the same, you know, And then place. she got out, and she goes, oh, wait, that cave isn't there. I was out here with John Agar all the time, 
and that's new. So yeah, she knew it too. Yeah. And at that point, they came walking through, and I said, "You know what really looks weird? Fifties women in jeans." They did that a lot, though. But yeah, I know they, what you mean. it looks very wrong and odd. Like, and I don't even know. I'm, this isn't sexist. We're very used to seeing modern women in jeans or whatever, wearing whatever they want. Back then, when you watch a movie and a and a, it looks like it. They don't know how to act with jeans on. I know women yeah. wore jeans, but always on the on screen, it was always the dresses. Yeah, like, yeah no, you're long right. Long dresses. So I'm watching her like walk. Like Mrs. Cleaver. And, and you can tell the jeans were like new and pressed and everything like that. And I was like, that looks really wrong. That looks like it doesn't look right, yeah, you know. Okay. It was but, a, it was a casual yeah. picnic-y it moment. Was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was casual day at the b- spelunking. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't wearing her like yeah. necklace and her like, you know, f- uh, going out dress for like yeah. a barbecue. It just anything. struck me. It was one of those things I where, know, where I you know look exactly at you're like, what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. It's yeah. Not bad. She's still an attractive woman, but it was just like, huh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so um, <clears throat> now they have the good back, versus back evil. Back to the, uh, yeah. yeah, back to the... And, and, oh, and well, the, well, the, the brain decides that he wants to get into somebody's body, and the girl and the father go, well, hey, what about her? What about him? And finally decide the brain's going to go into the dog. And this was the first wow that... I, I actually stopped that, and I was like, wow, that is a bold move. Yeah. Now... Okay, so the brain, the good brain has to find a host to battle the evil brain. Yeah. Evil brain's taking over John Agar. I'm like, okay, it's going to be the girl. Nope. I'm like, okay, it's going to be the, the the dad. Nope. It's the dog. And you go, the dog? <laughs> One of the major rules about cost efficiency, don't work with babies and don't work with animals. Because yeah, right. they're both... Steen sealers. They're just, they're horrible. They don't ever do what they're supposed to. You're going to add, like, tons to your production costs. Yeah, right. This right. must have been a very well-behaved dog. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it just kind of sits there most of the time. But, <clears throat> so, lo and behold, the, the the brain goes into the dog, and I went, wow. Yeah. Really? Yep. Like, and they went with it. You know. Yeah, and then, and then the brain starts like following John Agar, like going over his house, and John Agar's like, "Get away, dog! You're not even my dog." And the dog's like, "Oh, come on, man! I want you're my buddy now. Come yeah, on, isn't that great?" And he's like, "That no. would be like a, the way a dog talks." Hey, come on, man! You're my buddy. Wait, now. I think we all know. Red Rock like Chris. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Neither of us can do a good Shaggy or yeah, Scooby. Right, I mean, so, yeah. so yeah, and uh, so. Now what? Okay, so now now flash forward. I'm sorry about that. Now we're in the um, he yeah, just he the just conference. Blew up. You know they're bringing in all these guys from like India and Russia, and they're and they're oh. like, oh, you think you're gonna go into a big meeting room? It's like it's like the the shack in your backyard or whatever <laughs> where they're all meeting. And you're they like, all look. And they're all casual. Yeah, uh, it's casual day here at the uh, we are gonna die at the summit. United Nations, <laughs> we're gonna die summit. Oh, and the Russian guy's like, I don't, we don't bow down to anybody, you know. Yeah, no one else goes, really has any speaking parts. No, really. And the Russian guy, we don't bow down. And John Agard looks, hey, you really check this out. And he <laughs> puts his, looks out the window, and he like blows up airplanes. And the Russian guy's, okay, point taken. <laughs> we bow down. He's like, hey, you remember that first model plane I blew up? Watch this. Watch Boom, this. another one. And you're like, wow, really? Yeah, with my eyes, man. It was a cool effect, and it made him look pretty evil. And it seems like John Agar was enjoying it because he was like enjoying yeah. his evilness. I I didn't. He must have been a pretty tall guy, a pretty big guy. Like he. Yeah. I bet you he's like around six two, six three, something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. You know what he was really most famous for besides all these movies? He married Shirley Temple. Really? Yeah. When she was obviously when she was of age, so he married Shirley Temple in like the early fifties or whatever. That probably lasted like twenty five minutes. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, and uh, and she was. Had and her own vices, yeah, she, you know. Yeah, and she later on became like an Lollipops. ambassador. She was hooked up on. She no. was hooked on lollipops. No. She actually turned out to be a good-looking, you know, young woman. But she was so famous as a as a child actor that she never career never took off. But the McCulkin effect. Yeah, but some of these <laughs> child actors that like grow up sometimes don't turn out really good. But she turned out looking yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. But anyway. So who knew? I didn't know. Yeah. There he, you go. A little historical information from yeah, Slow Robot Go. The more you know. The more you know, the more less you want to know. So yeah. Um. Where were we? Okay. Yeah. So then he's like, okay. So I demand to be. Um. He demands all this crap. Oh, he wants to be the ruler of the world. Yeah. Tell your countries to bow down. Yeah. And I'll give you instructions about what your country's gonna make for me. Exactly. And. You know. And then just. As go, I would do yeah. if I was the brain from Planet Eros. <laughs> and he's like. And then he was like, well, who's, wh-, you know, he, he, first of all, he turned around and he was like, 
I demand the U.S. make... And then he's like, hey, who's running the U.S.? And, and they were like, nobody. Yeah, he's like, what yeah. do you mean? He was like, no, we're shut down. And he was like, well, who's going to make my... Oh, that's now. Your, oh, that's right. That's now. Because we're then, so inept. Back, back then, then we had a government. Eisenhower. Wow. Just Ike. imagine the days of when you had a government running a country. I like Ike. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah. So imagine anyway. all the people. Zing! Another dig at the stupidity we live in. All right. So so then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go rest uh, with w- with my dog uh in my you know while while um while you guys go back to your countries and tell them that they're no longer uh, I rule them now which I don't know how that would even go over I uh, mean I don't know. you'd have to have some big show of force saying hey what's the biggest biggest city and they'd be like oh whatever you know uh Shanghai and he'd be like oh watch this boom gone now and he's like okay now that those million people are gone oh, everyone has yeah. to bow down you're not going to take over a world by blowing up a plane no but I mean you know he basically like scared those ambassadors S-less or whatever yeah oh yeah and I know I mean, that was just a sample of his power he's like now, now I'm really gonna get angry and I'm really whatever. gonna get angry and blow your you know your whole country he, uh, didn't he didn't he insinuate he was gonna blow like a, a capital the major of, cities yeah, of each yeah, country well, yeah yeah, yeah but you can't you can't take over a world on, on insinuation like you'd have well, to do it proved it, it though. you'd have to do it once he a, did prove it. I guess a plane doesn't prove it to me. Well, it didn't it was more than a plane? Wasn't there when he, when they were watching the TV? Didn't he like destroy like a whole? But that area was only there? that was only the government, like the U.S. government. The, the U.S. Because yeah. the U.S. general stepped up and said, "No, I saw him blow up something. That you don't want to push this." And then everyone believed him. Who the hell's going to believe? No one believes us well, he, he ever. Was, he was claiming that his his power was stronger than the at, the atomic bomb or whatever. And so. good for him. So anyway, and now this is the. Because he's been going for 23 and a half hours. This is the moment they've been waiting for. Yeah, right. So his girlfriend is cowering down. She screams because there's a damn... Or no, she goes in and writes a note saying, Oh, hit here. <laughs> it, when the brain leaves, hit here with the axe. It says, Gors, Gort's... What, what's his name? Uh, Gorth's. Gort. Yeah, yeah Gorth's weakness and the, she, the fisher of and she puts uh, an arrow uh, to the point yeah she draws it on the book so he's looking <laughs> at it while the brain's like taking a break from him yeah so know? the brain leaves his body and stretches you know like a long road trip he has to stretch and kind of yeah, ah, get, get, get some oxygen get, get some, some oxygen, air yeah, you know, you know, take a leak something yeah, like that yeah you know? go look at the uh, visitor center to see where they are and then uh and then he's like aha and he's and she screams because she finds a dead cop we didn't talk about that. It doesn't, yeah, that matter. doesn't matter. It was a little pl- plot point yeah, cul-de-sac, was, and yeah. we're back. It was a pop plot point to get to the ending. Yes, and then so she screams, and he and the brain goes, "Ha ha! There's someone here, and that's my favorite person. I like to try to rape." And then it turns its back. Brains don't have backs. It turns its Abdullah oblongata yeah. to to Agar, and then Agar's like, "Ha! Now's my chance!" And he picks up a wood axe and he starts wailing on this freaking thing, which all of a sudden takes like physical okay, form yeah yeah no yeah it, it was th- transparent but it, it took physical form because you had to really kill it and it's even though we don't see it getting chopped up but i guess yeah it, it, i guess it had a have it, it, it was when it was in the cave it was kind of like you know mm-hmm. ephemeral or whatever yeah, yeah, you know yeah. but then like at the end of the movie it became it's, like a prop that's i don't yeah exactly so but yeah. all the time agar's wailing on this thing with an axe they cut to the scene where the dog you know, the good brain is like looking in the window like, oh, yeah, look at that. My plan is working. And then the brain goes, boop, and leaves. Yep, yep, yep. And then, okay, here's here's where this movie kind of punches you right in the in the gut. At the end, the brain's dead. Cop's dead. The girl's in Agar's arms, and she goes, oh, you don't know. The dog was taken over by the good brain. And the dog comes in, and the dog's just like, woof. And then he goes, oh, you silly women. That, yeah, like right. he literally says something like uh, that appalling, where he's just like, "Oh, you women and your stories." Yeah. The end. And I was like, "Oh, fifties. Oh my. Oh, fifties. That does not float now." But yeah. it was yeah, funny. Right. Like the ending was just like so sexist and wrong. And you're like, "Oh, he he did, he he should have just pat her on the head." That that's the only thing yeah, he didn't well, do that yeah. was like like would have been that offensive. All right. So what? It he, was wrong, but we love it. It was very fun. It was so very. So what does it say about us? It was a fun movie. It was a dumb movie. Um, this is one of those that kind of was, I really enjoy this type of movie where the plot's light. It's fun. It's funny. The effects were good enough to me. You know. Yeah. They weren't great, but they weren't they weren't cheap. Like they were cheesy, but in that good fun way. Because you think of it, this is the fifties. You know, things on the strings floating around were fine back then. Because you could even see the strings on the brain. 
like quite. Oh yeah. When yeah, the yeah, brain yeah. comes after the girl at the end or the woman, like you can see like metal tinsel strings holding it up. This is from the people that gave you the 50-foot woman. Yeah, exactly. Now, the director, Nathan Juren, also did like Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, and uh, what else did he do here? Visible Invaders, Night Fright, Zon- I mean, no, Zontar was Agar, actually. You know, yeah. He did Tarantula. No, no, that was Agar, too. I'm getting my... I'm getting <laughs> You're my getting your Agar here mixed here. into your... Uh, uh, here we go. The Deadly Mantis. The Seventh Voyage was Sinbad. First moon... First Men mm-hmm. in the Moon, 20 Million Miles to Earth, all those all those great, a lot of those are um, Ray Harryhausen yeah, movies. Yeah. And the, the guy who did the makeup was Jack Pierce who did the Frankenstein movie. See, this is this is good back then. The, I mean, the, this like, was good back like then. This, the, the, the production quality this is, is good. good. It's just, yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. And um, it's good now. I like it. It's better I, than a lot of the CGI stuff that I laughed. I, I laughed. I loved it a lot. I mean, um, very typical, but very fun, you know. What are you giving it? Uh, 7.5. Yeah, nice. I was going to go 8.5, believe it or not. All that's right. how much I liked it. This is right in my wheelhouse. You know how I like that cheesy stuff. All right, that's it for this week. I'm going to drop in a couple clips from the movie that Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown was, was kind enough to extract and bring over. So uh, enjoy. And we will see you on the flip side. I am yours. I need your body as a dwelling place while I am here on 